0: hi and welcome to the diamond chronicles true tales of trade trust and betrayal and what i refer to as the world's second oldest industry i'm here this morning high atop the beautiful marriott pinnacle hotel in downtown vancouver with my lovely assistant the diamond apprentice this is juju or judy lee <laughs> juju is that what we're going with That's we're going, we're going with, with juju so you have good juju is that where you're ten- you. So i'm going to wait and see examples of that and see how it goes today because so far it's hard for me to kind of go that direction or i feed off people's energies so. so i'm the problem you're the problem i'm the problem i understand i'm in the middle the of four sisters so i understand <laughs> for sure that i'm the problem <laughs> look we're we're excited again today about what we're going to be talking about. And I'll say this before we get started, a couple sort of short notes is thank you for the emails thank you for the comments on the podcast thank you for the young woman who we didn't even know followed us who came up to me yesterday in front of a restaurant and said i love your podcast i really want to know what makes Diamond special could you do an episode on that so taylor we're going to be thank you very much doing an episode on that and we'll give you lots of advance notice also if you're online Googling, and this is news I hear too much, and I just want to talk about it because we're going to be talking about the backstage in the industry and what happens with these robberies and the the crime associated with the industry. I myself have had guns pointed at me on more than one occasion and thieves in the ceiling of my offices in the beautiful World Trade Center here in Vancouver, and um, the recent story is another Brinks robbery, and you know you hear about these Brinks robberies all the time. I mean, are they supposed to be getting robbed to begin with? And and what makes this story more compelling, and we'll go into this when we do the episode, is the fact that um, that there's a hundred and fifty million dollars worth of goods missing from a trade show in California. But the insurance was only for $10 million because they underinsure when they ship this stuff with Brinks because they trust Brinks. Myself, I've never been a Brinks fan. I'm a Malcolm It fan. We'll talk about that. The Israeli security company that moves things around. And some of these backstage stories in the industry that you'll find difficult to believe it's true. But these are true tales of trade, trust, and betrayal. Right now, what we're talking about this episode is engagement betrayal is how the industry whether you choose to believe it's betrayal or not is up to you we're just going to provide the facts we talked last week about juju what did we talk about well last week we talked about the four c's um we only touched base on two of the the four c's so this week we'll be talking about cut cut and clarity cut and clarity and then there's the four other c's Power oh, well, I gave it away that they're C words, but, but there are four other C's we're going to talk about. So let's talk about cotton clarity. So so a bit of a recap. Mm-hmm. The four C's were developed in 1939 as a way for an ignorant industry to sell to an even more ignorant public and the way I would talk about it now is although the industry really knows what's going on with the four C's and and really how they fall far short of what you need to know in order to, to really understand the value of a diamond, they're still using that same four C's from 1939 to value the diamonds and you can have identically graded diamonds on the four C's and have one of them be this exceptionally beautiful stone and have the other one be a dud mm-hmm. based on four C's of Cut, Color, Clarity, and Carrot. So let's talk about the last two of Clarity and Cut, and I'm going to go with Clarity first, and then let's talk about the other four things, and then let's look at questions and get prepared, I guess, for the next podcast. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so let's talk about clarity. And so so we've talked about color or the absence of color in a diamond and, and how diamonds work like prisms. And so we're looking for no color transparency, which is you know, one of the reasons I believe or could be the biggest reason we don't have to advertise for clients. Our diamonds, it's not about buying diamonds. It's about owning them. And beauty is that thing that people kind of look for in a diamond when they go to buy them. And it's kind of nebulous when you talk about it, but everybody knows it when they see it. And so we're going to uh, we're going to to keep using the example of a prism. Prisms don't have any color; That's they're right. transparent. Okay. So we talked about color. We talked about carrot. By the only objective part, and you know the only thing all gems have in common, Juju, mm-hmm. is they are all weighed in carrots. That's where it begins and ends, and it's interesting as well because it's the only objective measurement. Everything else is subjective, and jewelers can say anything they want. Clarity, okay? It's all opinions, apparently, although technology has surpassed it being opinions. I mean, there's AI being used, artificial intelligence in the industry right now. We're going to talk about that. We're going to lead you in that direction and tell you really what's important. But clarity, so when diamonds were born three billion years ago or in a lab last week, because they can't tell the difference anymore, what clarity is, is clarity is the absence or the presence of anything that gets caught in the stone when it forms. And to the degree that it's there, or I guess not there, determines clarity. And it's actually a very, very simple, simple scale. You know, the first acid test is, can you see it with the naked eye? Now, when they grade diamonds at organizations, the big laboratories, they choose to only grade them through the top for some reason. When it's much easier to see inclusions or black spots some people like to call them or chips in the girdle or cracks in the stone because these things are all there they're all under the clarity heading clouds is another one mm-hmm. um and and so it they they choose to grade them through the top when if you turn it over you can see the diamond much easier and so here With our clients, we grade them top to bottom. And the first thing is, can you see anything with the naked eye? Because if you can, your diamond's imperfect. And for years, they... they keep changing the the euphemisms they use to describe these things. But if you can see something in your diamond, I wouldn't recommend it. If it's an engagement ring, I saw the cutest TikTok the other day about a girl who gets her engagement ring and what she does. And you know what she will do? She will stare at it for hours. She will look up and down. She will magnify. And if there's something in the diamond, pardon me, that could compromise the beauty She's not going to be happy. She may never say anything to the guy who gave it to her, but... She'll be thinking about it. She'll be thinking, and not only that, but you won't see her left hand anymore because she'd be embarrassed that someone else will see the spot. It's the same thing with color. When girls get engagement rings, we already talked about this, they compare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had this, we had a client of ours from how many years ago 15 years ago he had the picture from a long time ago okay and and wanted to get earrings from us and he looked at me and said colin do you remember you made my engagement ring and we've done hundreds of millions of dollars worth of engagement rings no i didn't remember (laughs) i said show me a picture and you could tell it was my ring i could tell because the diamond glowed, even in this picture that was taken all these years yeah, ago. The photo was dark. But the ring was, the like ring was spectacular, yeah. and and that's about owning. And he was back getting me to get diamond earrings for her fifteen, years, 15 later, years later, and he said, "You know, the reason I'm here is everywhere we go." He said, "There's bigger diamonds, there's smaller diamonds, there's never more beautiful, and that's the thing that you're looking for an engagement ring." Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that's that's value, and that he looks like a smart guy right. for having done that. He is a smart guy; I know him very well. But he was a smart guy for having done that. Judy's giving me the sign not to tap on the table because I get excited about He's so this animated stuff. animated all the time, it's great, right? But not for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so are we finished with clarity? Well, no. I want to run through it okay. a little bit more. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you? you're always rushing me. Is what it is. Um, but but with clarity, mm-hmm. if you can see something, that's a first asset test. So there's a scale, and the scale goes from imperfect to small inclusions, SI grade. You'll hear these if you're in jewelry stores because they haven't changed it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, You'll hear V.S., which, by the way, when you hear these terms, S.I. in a diamond, they'll go S.I. No one will say it means small inclusions. Mm-hmm. There was a time when small inclusions were not visible to the naked eye through subjectivity and the easing off of restrictions by the G.I.A. Uh, at a diamond conference I was at in Victoria, British Columbia in 19, I believe it was 1993. Um with De Beers and the GIA, they had eased off. So SI, you could see something, but now at arm's length, mm-hmm. which is, I again, I don't understand why, but if you can see it, it's not worth owning, in my opinion. Okay? So move above that. You have VS, and which is very small inclusions, from small inclusions. Then you have VVS, mm-hmm. which, take a guess right very very small inclusions and then you have internally flawless and flawless and by the way we're working with the most beautiful pink flawless diamond right now if anybody's looking for something like that as an investment they're an amazing stone try to find one in the whole world but that's clarity and so so colin where where on the scale would you recommend for someone looking to get a diamond (laughs) Has both value and is beautiful. Right. Okay. Good question. You're really learning this quickly. Did you study your GIA Did course you? last night like you said you would? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> your certificate, I guess you get it pretty soon, though, yeah, right? That's true. Um, Judy's enrolled at the Gemological Institute of America, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so, but I, I recommend I, my favorite grade, and I think globally the favorite grade, I've traveled to countries like. Uh, from China to Southeast Asia to all, or, uh, all over the world, really, is I think VS1 is my favorite grade and above. Because you're kind... Now, it doesn't mean you won't see something with the naked eye. So, so we examine it regardless. Um, but 95 times out of 100, there's nothing there. Okay. okay and we show our clients how to do this so they can see it for themselves and clarity also you can think of them as birthmarks in the diamond mm-hmm. because they can also help you identify right. your diamond and in a world where nowadays because of the value of these things there's counterfeit certificates and everything else mm-hmm. you need to worry about which we will also be talking about in the future so that's clarity did i do well on that judy or that's great yeah thank you let's talk about cut because cut I save for the last Can you talk about it being the most embellished of but, the but not for the reason you would think okay, okay so I don't want to t- pick on Tiffany but I, I see Tiffany a lot I love Tiffany I love the brand my daughter I got her for sweet 16 the Tiffany bracelet and no Christmas Tiffany bracelet um, no diamonds but, and her, the necklace for a sweet 16. Can I be your daughter too? Yeah, no, too Okay, we're lucky, you're lucky to still be employed. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? And so, I, I love the brand. Please mm-hmm. don't mistake that. Mm-hmm. But if you Google Tiffany and Tiffany, what makes their diamonds so luxurious and so beautiful, they will tell you it's cut. And they will go on about the cut of the diamond and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to say this. It's not cut. It's only cut if you don't have color in the diamond. Because I can guarantee you. And if you go to their website, it says this. Mm -hmm. That they sell between, I think they go all the way down to I. The initial I use for I in terms of color is indecent. It's yellow, right? It's yellow. It looks like. You know, P mm-hmm. really is what it looks like. And I can guarantee you that up against one of our stones, even if the stone is not perfectly cut, we don't deal in those. We believe that diamonds are prisms again. And and so they got the cut part right. But everything else, and I'll tell you why they can't make the offering of having the most beautiful in the world all the time, mm-hmm. is they don't have access to them. They do a whole bunch of things. The GIA, GIA certification by far is the most... Uh, advanced laboratories in the world Mm -hmm. Um, the Tiffany decided at one point that they couldn't do GIA certificates anymore and if you ask them why the story they give is that oh they sell so many diamonds I'm sorry it's just smoke Mm -hmm. and it's so if Donald Trump taught us one thing it's the stories in the media and the things that are posted. There's so much smoke out there that mm-hmm. simply isn't true. Mm-hmm. Go to the great online company, Blue Nile, and they have all the diamonds in the world you could possibly want. They have no problem getting them GIA certified. They're, they're an online retail store. They're, they're very, very good, but it certainly dismisses what they're doing. And yes, they're a little bit much more expensive than us, Mm -hmm. diamond for diamond. I mean, but they're retailer, right? They advertise. You see them all over. You know, it's interesting because even when I see inventories like that, you know, when you buy a diamond from a company like Blue Nile or Tiffany, you're paying for every other diamond on their shelves. That's right right, from insurance costs, which we already raised today. So it's quite fascinating how, you know, people always ask me, why are they so expensive at the retail level? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of things to deal with for a retailer, especially in the world now. As we discussed, just the cost of really insuring. Is a lot mm-hmm. and and when you buy a diamond you're not just buying your diamond you're bu- you're paying for every okay. other diamond they have an in inventory you're paying for the overheads you're paying for their advertising we don't have any of that we just have our little podcast and our backstage <laughs> secrets to the industry but you know a true diamond poker it's about keeping overheads low and right. it's been like that with me now for decades mm-hmm. so so with cut that's why I say look it science now can prove the cut right these laboratories will measure the cut of the diamond mm-hmm. and it's great that they're well cut stones at tiffany but the reason i say it's embellishment is because they've taken the focus off what's important right right does that make sense Okay, good. I like it when I make sense. Because, you know... <laughs> but this is... You know, the other thing about any of this is... I say it all the... None of this is rocket science. Mm-hmm. You see prisms sometimes when you're driving along. You see them in annoying hanging off car mirrors, mm-hmm. right? And that sort of thing. I mean, they they rock, for lack of a better word. You know, that's that's what we do with our diamonds. Mm-hmm. We just... They're prisms and we get direct access because we're not a retailer we're not dealing through wholesalers we we literally sell to the guys who sell to the stores Mm -hmm. so so that's part of our business as well but um you know it's it's they don't get access to these stones as rough from the mines and directly from the cutters so perfect so we've touched base on all the four c's um, Should we talk about the other four? Yeah, I, I think, think so. I mean, I, know I you can, can get go through on for these a day. really quickly. Okay, <laughs> sure. so you know, you have these four Cs of cut, color, clarity, and carrot. Mm-hmm. Where do you go? Right. You know, the four things I think people need to have a serious look at mm-hmm. before they make a decision on a diamond or a piece of diamond jewelry. I developed these four Cs. I think it was nineteen ninety two or ninety one. Mm-hmm. Um, the the four Cs of competence credibility, cost, and commitment. Mm -hmm. And so with competence and credibility, I mean, who are they? What's their background in the industry? Where did they come from? What do they do? You know, I sell to more guys who call themselves wholesalers and, and retailers who say they're direct importers who've Never left the city, much less the country. Right. And, to, well, you've been all over the world. Well, and, and we, as you know, we buy mm-hmm. everything direct. Right. We, we don't do anything. Mm-hmm. E- even in North America. I mean, the New York diamond market that's so fabled in North America is a secondary market. You know, it's... Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so competence. Who are they? It's, if you've listened to the podcast, you know our background in the business. Credibility. Who have they done business with and how happy are they? And we love the fact that we uh, we have hundreds of millions of engagement rings, for mm-hmm. example, placed and colored diamonds and jewelry. And, um, you know, it's uh, credibility is a big deal. Who have they done business with? How happy are they? You know, some of the celebrities we've done business yeah, with. At and this if you've point. listened to the last podcast, Colin talked about making jewelry for. Marcus Naslin, is that his name? Oh, you like hockey players. Is this your <laughs> latest thing? Hey, because my son plays hockey, now you've moved on. Oh, been cost. cost, number three. And when we think of cost, look, what you choose to spend on your diamonds, your engagement ring, your jewelry, that's none of our business. If we have a role for, the, uh, for our clients in the cost side, it's always going to be coming back to value. Price will never be be the issue with us because no one's going to beat our price, but it'll be about beauty. And so one of the things we give our clients now is a lifetime guarantee on the beauty of their diamond. So we produce a product where they can stick, she can stick, Her, for example, with engagement rings, her finger out in the best jewelry store in Vancouver or New York or Hong Kong or Milan or wherever you are in the world, and it will be as good as the best. Mm -hmm. Competence, credibility, cost. Another one for us, and I guess I segue to it, is commitment. If we make an engagement ring, she doesn't love it, change it free. It's not what you pay for. What you pay for is the diamond. In my opinion, the guy has to be happy, and the girl has to be thrilled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that you need to look for. Those are the really the, the important four C's, if you ask me. I mean, Judy, you've been here for a few months now, and, and we've had a lot of fun. We, you're enrolled at the GIA. Learning to truly grade a diamond takes time. Right. You know, I mean, I could hire people, and they could come sit here like Judy does and grade every day. At the end of a few months, you're still not going to be able to grade diamonds, mm-hmm. The only return is beauty. And that's where the true value is. So there we go. I think that's it for this week. We managed to get through all the rest of the C's. Like I said, I would. I don't know how much time I have left. I know you were pointing at your wrist. What does that mean, by the way? (laughs) Take a guess. Hey? Take a guess. Your steps. You're you're counting your steps on your eye. Got it. Bang on. Right. Nail on the head. Look, right. we're excited to have had you here today. Judy, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I, I think you're starting to do better. I know <laughs> we get a lot of feedback that everybody likes you more than me. I mean, so. Can you blame them? I think it's pity, really. <laughs> they just feel sorry for you. Yeah. Look, we're, we're excited to be here. Next week, I think we're going to go right ahead and talk about as taylor requested what makes a diamond so special what makes a diamond special what's the story what is Mm -hmm. it about them why why even at a time where where you know there's a transition i think from from mine diamonds to lab created why are they still so coveted Mm -hmm. why is this ultimate symbol of love so important in the worldwide markets and we're going to talk about that and Taylor thank you for the question thank you all for all the questions Judy I will look forward to seeing you on Monday is it Friday already it's Friday see you're having so much fun you don't even know <laughs> and uh, everybody out there please reach out the global dot com make sure you sign up for mm-hmm. the pink argyle diamond we're giving right. away they're beautiful mm-hmm. and um Yeah, we will see you all soon. See you all soon, everyone.